0: Welcome to the Get Your Right On Podcast, a podcast for aspiring authors who are ready to publish their books. Each week, we interview authors learning about their publishing journey and giving you tips to get your books published the right way. Now, here's your host, Chante Chante Williams. Williams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Get Your Right On podcast. I am your host, Shante Williams, owner of Relentless Publishing House, where we help aspiring authors who write nonfiction to self-publish their books. So listen, this episode is being sponsored by the Relentless Book Fair that we are hosting Saturday, November the 5th at the Columbia Convention Center. We will give you more information of that at the end of the podcast. So today, I have the privilege and the honor to interview none other than Ron Harvey. And I'm going to tell you something, if you are a small business owner and you don't know Ron Harvey, I'm going to have to ask you where you've been. (laughs) because he does a lot of work to help small business owners be successful and also in leadership. So I am just elated to have Ron with us on today. So welcome, Ron. Thank you,
1: Shantae. I'm super excited and and happy. Love the energy. So thank you for having me as a guest. Um, I'm honored and and I'm, I'm excited about wherever you take us at today. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for joining. So listen, just give people, I just want people to understand um, what you do. What is your passion? Um, why is it that you want to help small business owners and teach leaderships to help people be better?
1: Yeah, my my true passion, honestly, uh, Shante, is to serve others. If you ask me to put it in something that's really simple, and I know that sounds simple, but I really do have a passion to serve others. and and it gives me permission to kind of go where i want to go at at that moment and whatever people need is being able to meet people where they are so in the small business space helping them get up and, and get their business running and living their dream and closing the wealth gap helping them produce something that that's long term to be able to take care of generation after generation so i love watching people be successful the hours that i give away to help people be successful is important to me. Um, you know, so I'm a business owner. So I say that because there are times when people can't uh, don't have the revenue to pay for what what I can offer. So I, I do ties and offers. I give it to them and tell them just go be successful. So I love service to others, leadership. I I love helping leaders be the most effective, not the best all the time, but the most effective for what the situation calls for. Yes. Because I think oftentimes, especially like in education, most educators are phenomenal at, at what they do for their job, but But who develops them? Right. So I I love helping people be successful. So I love serving people to live their best life just through the lens of leadership and and developing businesses.
0: I love it. And one of the things that I appreciated that your team did was in the pandemic, you guys hosted those Zoom meetings. And it was just wonderful meeting all of those different business owners from all over, just coming together, talking about different issues and networking with one another. Um, What prompted you all to do that?
1: yeah I mean it was it was it was service to others again is what what I will what I will lean on and here's what I mean by that. you know we found ourselves as a small business, pushed out of corporate America, pushed out of our workplaces, pushed out of the schools, pushed out of the churches and and we were sitting around and and, and we didn't have anywhere to that we normally would go and do what we normally would do and and I came and the team case said we got to do something. I said, well, let's do a Monday morning call. And I said, 7.30, and everybody looked at me like, 7.30, like for real, Ron? Monday morning, 7.30? Like, we know we don't have to get up and go to the office. And, and I said, yes, but I wanted it at 7.30. And, and I started it, and it started small. But what happened, Shantae, is people begin to slowly join that from around the world, from Africa, from Australia, from California, from Florida. People wanted to talk about what was happening in their life as it was happening. And, and these were people that, that Lily would come on and we talked about George Floyd and we talked about schools and we talked about violence and we talked about marriage and we talked about politics and we talked about the workplace and whatever was the topic in the news, if nobody was bold enough to talk about it, we did.
0: I agree. I can yes. confirm. We had some really rich, unscripted conversations, very real. And it didn't matter what side of the opinion you fell on. It was yes. a safe space to voice whatever your opinion is without judgment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we've since then suspended that. And, and, and I think I got some hate mail, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <hate email. laughs> like, what do you mean you've been you to cancel this? You know, like, don't you know that we were, we were kind of that was our, you didn't messed up our whole week. We <laughs> I think I, I got some enemies from canceling that show. <laughs> yes so i i told him yeah. I, i'm sorry i still love him but but we, we started a podcast to, to, to cover some of that ground to keep our friends on board so yeah but it was phenomenal we miss it as well but we had to to, to shift and here's what i learned is service to others requires you to always be w- willing to shift and change and it worked well for a year and a half we we really thought mm-hmm. six months Shante, and, and turned into a year and a half um and, and we realized after that year and a half we had to make another change so we just shifted based on what's needed and i love that our team is very agile And we don't we're not married to what's happening at the moment. We're okay with changing.
0: Yes, I love it. I love it. And as we talk about shift, what are what are some of the what are the top three things that you would say that business owners have had to shift since the pandemic? You know, some people say we're still in the pandemic. Some people say we're post pandemic. It just kind of depends on what line of the politics you fall on. But I know it's been a major impact on small businesses and some of them have not recovered.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's true for us. Some of the major things I'm I'm speaking at BMW on this. So I won't give out all the secrets. I'm gonna tell you to come to the BMW conference on on the first of sep- on the first of September um, to enjoy the whole show. But a couple of you know tips or, or things that I w- I'll tease you with is one of the things that stand out most that every business owner, whether you're a mom and pop, one person in, and you're doing everything in the business, or you're running an organization with 40 to 4 400 people, you have to know why do you exist. Mm-hmm like business owners had to become crystal clear about why you exist. Like at the end of the day, because if you can figure out the hole that you close or fill for the people that you serve, you had a better opportunity of survival.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had to really settle down. You know, when we, we got pushed out, the reason I started that 20 point leadership, I had to figure out we were in business to serve people and we just had to serve differently. So we created the call. We existed simply to serve people, to help leaders be able to, to, to fill in vacancies and voice and become more effective. So we created the call. So we had to become crystal clear on our service model and our delivery change, but our vision and the purpose did not.
0: Right. Ooh, that's good.
1: So I think what we have to do, what we learned on COVID is, is be crystal clear on why you exist. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The second thing is be crystal clear on the problem that you solve that people are asking for. Because there are a lot of things that we do that we need it, but the whole world doesn't need it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you can create that one gadget that you may need and, and the world will be fine and you'll be fine, but it doesn't mean it's a business. It just means there's something you needed that you can create. And, and I'm not saying, you know, for people that there's some really great things that the whole world needs, but there's some things that I do that only Ron Harvey needs. Right. And so, yeah. And I think we got to be really mindful of that. The other thing that I, I figured out really, really quick, that I think business owners have to be able to do is they they really have to be much better at creating partnerships versus one-time opportunities.
0: Mm, now that's good. That is good. And I have to agree with you. That's one of the things that um, my business coach preaches to us, um, especially women, you know, um, it can become a challenging because of our personalities and nature. And I'm, that's I'm gonna keep it at that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. and i think that's important for us you know so you know so you first know why you exist and a hole that you're plugging in what you're serving what you're delivering to people and, and and realize that that your partnerships are super important but the the last thing i'll share is a teaser for people you cannot have 90 percent of your business with one of your partners you have to diversify who you're doing business with so if 95 of what a business is doing is with just one if it's just with you Shante and you decide you don't you're not happy with me or you dislike me or you and you pull out we're done because oh, yes. 95% of my business and my revenue was with your organization so yes. we have to figure out really quick to, to diversify who our partners are
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: not we will not put ourselves in position as a company to allow any business to monopolize our services that they're the only ones that we need to be to be in business that's very very dangerous
0: that is very dangerous. That's that's very wise. So, business owners, listen, that was for free. The next one's gonna charge you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna send my invoice on the next that's one. That's right. we gonna send an invoice. <laughs> but now let's talk about how you are serving through your books. Yes. Um, you have a new book that is coming out. This is your second book. Yes. And let's talk about how you're serving people through those.
1: Yeah, the first one was was just an opportunity and it's in its title Just Make a Difference. And what I've, I've learned over time is for us to like, what's the real difference that you're making for other people? So I filled that up with a bunch of quotes. Um, people and I, what I've noticed over time, my wife noticed probably more than I did, is that when I'm out, people will write down things. Um, I have this gift of coming up with stuff that's just a nice phrase or something that's, that resonates with people. And she was like, like, have you noticed everywhere you go, people are writing down these phrases that you say? And she started capturing over about a year and a half and she kept like put them in front of me and there's like 400 things that just like rattles off it, it's a gift it, it's not something i went through school or i think about and i sit around and jot it down it's just, like in the moment it happens
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she was capturing all these things she said why don't you put these in a the book I'm like nobody's gonna buy that she said let's just let me just do the work and you just say yes to it i say okay honey yes <laughs> you know, so so people that are listening, learn, hey, just say, honey, yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, for yes. the for the <laughs> yeah, yeah, honey, yes.
0: And,
1: and, and keep it going. And, and we did it, and it went really, really well. And I was surprised and excited. And I think I was nervous about it because I had never written a book. So I, I was nervous about it. There's some anxiety. I, I, I had this self-limiting belief that no one was going to buy it or even want it. It wasn't going to add value. But we did it, and it, and it went really, really well. Then you, you three and a half, four years later, where I am today, something happened in, that I recognized for me. How do I serve? How do I do it? Because people say, hey, can you share of what you're doing and what has been beginning to surface for me? Why I wrote this book, honestly, Chante, is at, by all accounts, I've been I've been successful. I've been blessed and successful. Some because of people that did the work before me. Some because of people put me in the right room, some because people advocated for me and some because of what I've done. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely tell you if you listen to this, I am not where I am 100 percent because of what I've done. It's a combination of four or five other buckets of people that have done for me or poured into me or spoke for me or advocated or or championed or covered for me. Ten percent of where I am comes from what I've done. The other 90 percent is truly other people. Mm. And, and so what I begin to realize as as I did that, I say, so now I, I have been successful. How do I give back? How do I get from this place of success to significance?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what the, what the book is about, because I, I think what's happening for especially in my community is I've watched a lot of us become successful. But philanthropy is not a part of our lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. on a consistent basis like churches philanthropy for me
0: right
1: yeah i give to the church and the church will do what they're going to do with it and 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 that's great but there are other things the boys and girls clubs there are things in the community so i started saying this turning point for me was i've got to this place in my life that i want to figure out how to be significant and what i realized is the only way to be significant for me and this is not a, a catch-all definition is it meant to me as i had to do something for someone else that could not pay me back I like that. So now I serve in a capacity to make sure whatever knowledge, whatever resources, whatever time, whatever I have available, that, that I can actually help someone else be successful. I pay close attention to that. I get opportunities to do that. And that's what the book is about. So it walks you through 10 chapters of of how do you move from success to significance? Mm
0: hmm. I like and I think it's I think it's important. I think sometimes as business owners, we lose sight of investing and in, back into our community because we're trying to, you know, meet our goals. And those things are important because we want to stay in business, but we also have to find a way to give back yes. so that we're not just caught up in, oh, I gotta hustle and grind and make this money because there's more to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for, for me, I'm not from Columbia and uh, in, in in I don't know if people know the story, but you know, I didn't really grow up in South Carolina, um, you know, didn't attend any of the schools, wasn't a part of a fraternity or an organization. And so when I started my business, I started from scratch. I absolutely had no clients, had no idea how to run the business, you know, had a military background and knew how to, to do what the military required and, and had discipline, you know, had work ethic and, and I had an ability to create relationships. You know, so I bought all those those things that the military taught me in the leadership space. But I was like totally brand new to Columbia South Carolina had no idea and, and and about three or four people really reached in and started saying hey you know you, you may want to pay attention to this you may want to know this person you may want and I started figuring out where to, where did I go and I just started volunteering to help other people be successful
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I began to learn how to run a business
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I said hey I can do this and I can do this can I help your organization hey I can do this I can do this can I help the organization what do you need I need to learn how to run a business a little, I said, I need to learn how to run a business and, and and I need to come in and do some work for you. So what I learned from you, you're not giving it to me. I'm working it off. Mm-hmm. So I trained my time and resources and talent for their experience and knowledge to help me get great at running the business. So it paid off for me.
0: I love that you were willing to go out and get it and not wait for it to come to you. Yes. yes. And that's one of the things for me, because I'm not from South Carolina, you know, um, I didn't go to any schools here either. As well, I have my dad lives here. Um, my daughter went to school in Claflin, um, but you know we're from Mississippi. And so when I relocated, you know it was hard. Yes. Uh, so it was it was very challenging to kind of you know break in this in this thing called Columbia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was interesting, and I actually end up changing industries because I was a caterer. I went to culinary school. And to break into that was just it was a bit challenging. And so I switched from um my culinary into um, book publishing, which is a totally different, you know, wow. totally different industry. Yes. Um I still love bacon, it's my passion. Um, but I know that my my time in that area was up because I could it wasn't working. You know, yes. I didn't really know how to network with the right people and get in the right spaces. Um, you know, I was having some traction, but it wasn't enough. That I can be like, okay, this is it. I'm going. This is going to be it. I'm going to survive off it. And when I look back, you know, at first I was in tears because I didn't want to leave the industry. I did. It's like I didn't go to school and get this degree to not be in the industry. Like I told my mom (laughs) when I first graduated the first time, I don't want. I want to do this. And so you're now thinking, I'm not doing this. You're gonna be like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know. But when I look back over it, um, it was the best decision for me. And yeah. sometimes um, when we pivot, we have to understand it's not a bad thing always. And I had to accept the truth. No matter how much I love this, this is not going to be a business for me.
1: Yeah. What I've learned over time, the turning point for me. I, I and, and Steve Harvey said this, so it's not a Ron Harvey quote. He just has a, a phenomenal la- last name, Harvey. And 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 what he said at a conference once, which resonated with me over time. That that. Your job is what you get paid for. Your purpose is what you're made for.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I think once you figure out the difference between the two,
0: mm-hmm. you're no
1: longer working for money. Your money begins to work for you. You begin to do things that that, that that keep you happy. That doesn't feel like a job that allows you to be as successful as you wish because there are no limits and boundaries to that anymore because yeah. your purpose doesn't put boundaries on you. It doesn't put limits on you and your job does. So I served 21 years in the army, and there were, I can absolutely promise you there were boundaries in that in that industry for me. Mm-hmm. Depending on your rank, depending on your position, depending on where you were in the world, there were boundaries. There were limits. That and, and it was a phenomenal career. I loved it. But there were boundaries and there were limits because that was my job. Mm-hmm. I got to serve other people. The work that I do today, there are no limits and no boundaries. And there's some frustration at, at times and there's some disagreement, but I still get to show up and serve people it's at the serving. end of the day and make a difference for people so i will tell you that over time for me what's happened is this turning point of maturity to mm-hmm. live in my purpose through everything i've learned prior to getting there because listen when i first when you first come out they teach us get your degree buy your house have your family get your car <laughs> buy these clothes right. get this have this in, have this title have this office have this and make sure you come yeah. like this. I mean, there are so many materialistic things that don't honestly at the end of the day feels good when you're doing it. And then when you wake up and realize, like, I'm still not happy, still empty, <laughs> that. you got everything I say, no, there's something missing. And until you can really start living your purpose, which is what I call turning point and mm-hmm. you finally get to that turning point in life where it's not about. Like, how many Facebook likes do you have? How many people do you have on Instagram? How many people watch our podcast? It's not about any of that. Just do your part and the people will follow. Absolutely. The people will say, thank you for saying that because I needed to hear that. I needed mm-hmm. to, it's going to make a shift for someone that's watching and listening. And if three people watch it, if one person takes what, what you and I share here today and make them more effective, then we have made a difference.
0: Absolutely. And that's where I am. I'm more on impact than numbers. Yes.
1: I'm um, yes. more
0: on impact because, like you said, if we touch one person and it transformed their life to make them a better person, a better business owner, a better leader, our job was done.
1: Yes. Yes. We serve our purpose. We serve others. So I think that's for me when you look at moving from success to significance. And 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 you can think in your life of the, the person that I always ask people, what's the greatest thing you've ever done for someone else? Mm. And I don't. And I tell mothers and fathers, don't say you gave birth because they were they didn't know you were giving birth. <laughs> you do. don't, even, don't, even, don't even use that. And, and that's an important, significant event. Like, it is. But, you know, what's happening? It wasn't for that little kid that was being born. It yep, was for y'all. You know, <laughs> like we got three of them, so we know that when we was yeah, we're gonna have a kid. The kid had no idea. And then if they had and some of them they had choices. They were like, I want to pick different parents. You know, <laughs> like watch what's happening at my house. But so. I say don't use birth as one of them but what's the greatest thing that you've ever done for someone and just reflect on on in honestly what i've learned i've done a lot of things to help me be successful but the things i've done for other people have outshined what i've done for myself
0: absolutely i i agree wholeheartedly a hundred times over yeah. people don't know how much you give because it's not publicly and I can tell you, in my business now, um, helping people behind the scenes who didn't have the money to pay. But I said, "Don't worry about it. Send it to me. I'm gonna help you get it out anyway because I see something in you." Yes. And hearing them cry and being tears and just genuine, you know, thankful—that has done my heart better than ten clients paying full price. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's and so I understand that. Yeah, that's moving from success to significance. Yeah. And, and, and that's if you want to really look at, like, people watch me, and, and I always apologize to people that I make it look easy. You know, I've had people say, man, you, you, you know, like when I first started, you know, getting some momentum, because I've had the first three years, like, we didn't take a salary in my business. People don't, people think that we, but, but for three years, no salary. We paid our staff, but we didn't take a salary. And people look say, man it's like an overnight success i say you're right and i chuckle with it i say 365 times five that's how many overnights that was <laughs> so yeah it's overnight but it's 365 times five so you get that number that's right. how many overnights because there's a whole lot of overnights that i can remember that you don't get to see And and i show up in, in in the space and i show up on the platform i show up in the conference room and i make it look easy, but I put in a lot of rehearsal. I put in a lot of time. I put in a lot of reading. I put in a lot of understanding. I put a lot in making sure that what what I show up for Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is the best that I have to offer to you. I love it. So I will tell you that I I put that time in to make sure that I think if you invest anything into what I do, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: should give you the best of everything I have.
0: Absolutely. Almost over deliver.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, and, and it's amazing because I used to, people used to say, well, under promise and over deliver, I say, that's called lying. I say, just call it what it is. If if, if you tell me you're going to, if you can give 50, but you say, I can only give 40, and then you give me 50, and that's what you're going to, you lied at the beginning. Just, But promise people 50 and give them 60. Right. Like over deliver, like I call it the plus one factor. Whatever you can do, plus one. Mm-hmm. Just whatever that is, if, if you tell me you can give me 10 minutes, give me 15 and, and it changes the world.
0: Yeah. At least
1: my world. So instead of holding back and, and most people that I've noticed over time to include me at a the time, there was a time I would I would always want to keep something in reserve just in case.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't do that anymore. I show up and say whatever you need, I'll meet you there and I promise you that you will get more than you can ever. Put on the invoice that I'm going to send you. I'm going to, and not because I owe it to you, because I want you to have the best of what I have. Right. So, so my my people that I that I work with, they, I'm always going to give them more than what they can. And, and I'm not looking back, Lord. Let's let's you're out of scope. Uh, well, I gave you more, so I need to look at what I have invoiced. You know, I've made an agreement, and I'm still going to give it to you. And no, we don't need to change scope. no, the reality is, I want to make sure that you are better and doing yes. more based yes. on what I've done with you. Yes, I
0: love it. I love it. And I think if we, you know, if we operated from that mindset, our businesses would change. I think we're I think sometimes we get so consumed in the money aspect that we miss the people aspect.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: We're we're so busy trying to make a transaction that we don't have a relational transaction.
1: Yeah. Which which I think is a a, a phenomenal thing. I talk about relationships a lot. Um, I, I consider myself a a relationship expert. And why do I say that? I, I do this this equation for people where if if you were going to go make a major purchase a house or car, something that you're going to borrow money for, most people will check their credit score mm-hmm. and they want a, a 750 or higher. Mm-hmm. And they'll want that 750 or higher, Shantae, because the higher your score, the less it costs for you to borrow money, the better they treat you when you show up in the store. Yep. The longer the term that they'll give you, you know, the people are what they're going to show you is going to be different. So your score being high costs you less.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: costs you less aggravation. It costs you less headaches. It costs you less disrespect. It costs you less on the return. It costs, it costs you less overall, the higher the score. The lower the score, the more it costs you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you walk in with a 450, I'm not going to let you see the house that you want to see. I'm going to take your call sometimes, or I may not take it up let it go to voicemail. I may be more difficult to work with. All these things because you, you kind of, put yourself in position with the score, your behavior gave you a 450. And and now the ramifications is you don't get the, the treatment that you probably could get if you worked harder to make your score better. Right. Well, here's the reality to relationships. How many people do you need to have a 900 with to get done what you need to get done in life? And how many people do you have a 450 with that you actually need a 900, but you're too stubborn, too stuck on your pride and your ego to fix your score? So life can be easier for you. And I'm not talking about kissing up to people. I'm talking about like authentically have 900 relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like not 900 in number, but have a 900 score. Right. Like how do you and I have a score where you say, man, I get to to, to have Ron on the podcast. I would love to have him because of what he does. For I've created the reputation with you that no matter if it's a year or two before we talk, I have a I don't have a 450 with you. At least I don't feel as though I do. Nope. And I don't think we pay attention to what's our score with each other.
0: We don't. I think we're so busy trying to figure out what can I get? What can I get? What's going to benefit me? Not yeah. what I can give. No, already knowing that what I can give doesn't even match what I'm asking for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. No, we want Tiffany, but we know yes. all we got is Walmart money. <laughs> yes. yeah,
1: know you. you have champagne taste and Kool-Aid money.
0: Yes. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> not even kool aid taste to me in green as crystallized yes. <laughs> lemon water <laughs> yes
1: i'm right. so i think for 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 us i think we do have to pause and pay attention if if who you, and you can't do anything if what you're doing you can do by yourself it's not big enough it honestly isn't big enough none of us are so great that we can achieve our own level of success it just doesn't happen and and it's not meant to happen because here's what if you don't humble yourself the world will
0: oh yes it will
1: and and it should so no matter where you make it at i want all of you to understand that you can't make it to your dream by yourself dr king had a dream but someone else carried it
0: still carrying it
1: and still carrying it (laughs) and he's gone So my question is, if if for me, for relationships, who do you have that you have great scores with that has your back, going to support you 100 percent? So you treat them like they're they're, like they're part of everything that you're doing. And so you embrace them so they can embrace you. But who do you have that's going to you can be the you can have the vision, but you can't be the vision carrier. Who's carrying your vision and you don't get to carry it? You absolutely don't get to carry it. You get to develop it but chick-fil-a is not carrying their vision Mm-mm. it's those people that's out there that send my pleasure that's mm-hmm. standing in the sun standing under the shade with the little fans with the vest on that's carrying the vision that was created long before that we're spending all that money for now yes. so i will tell every business owner you cannot carry your vision
0: absolutely until they run out of lemonade they not yes.
1: have vision. Then oh yeah that's gonna be good. <laughs> It's a dick. They got to
0: eliminate. I have an attitude like, hold on. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Hey, and, and and I can tell you that, that when you look at how they
0: operate, yeah
1: it's all about the person that's in front of them.
0: I would love like, to. What can they do to like make like your day? Training.
1: Yeah, what can they do to make your day? And, and so I, I think what we're, when you think about moving from success to significance, what do you do each day to make someone else's day? hmm. Like having this conversation with you that you get to share and we get to talk about real stuff, it's 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 fun. It's enjoyable. I, I'm enjoying the the, the, the dialogue and, and the connection with you, you know, which is which is important because people will see me and be like, man, these, you know, people say, man, do, do you have access to Ron? I say, man, everybody has access. To <laughs> I, I, that's just who I am. And, and my team be like, man, Mr. Harvey, I mean, but I say, look, the only reason we're here is because of them. That's right. The only reason I can pay you is because of them. The only reason people embrace us is because we embrace them.
0: That's right.
1: So when you get tired of them, I want you to stop and just pull up your ATM card and shred it. Because you just shredded your opportunity to live the lifestyle you wish to live. Everybody you see is a direct reflection of, of what you receive every month from our company. Treat them that way.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes the world makes us lose sight of that because we're in this, me, 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 me. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be the. I gotta be the most successful. I gotta go viral. I gotta have the most stuff. And none of that matters if you don't have relationships. If none you're home and you're by yourself, and when you're hurting and there's nobody you can call on, if you're in a pinch, there's nobody that that can help you out. That can say, "Hey, this is what you need to do." I have this connection. If you haven't developed that. My question is: Are you really successful?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in, in you're fair with that question. At the end of the day, for me, when you think of Ron Harvey, and people always ask, and, and you know, we, we the family celebrated a birthday for me, and and they surprised me. I had never been surprised, and and we <laughs> out. I think I'm just doing a little golfing tournament and blah blah blah, and I show up and then all these people like, what in the world? I thought we were just having like a <laughs> golf thing, and it's like surprise. I'm like. All of y'all get out, cause all y'all lie to me. You <laughs> <me>, <laughs> know this was happening. Was a bunch of liars. I said, "What kind of friends do I have? I need to reevaluate my friend list." A bunch of liars. <laughs> that's what y'all are. <laughs> so I'm like, We laughed about it. I
0: know it. that. It was
1: great. They, I mean, they literally kept a secret. I like.
0: How did y'all keep? Yeah,
1: They like well, we. It was hard. <laughs> like talking to you every day and blah blah blah. I just talked to you an hour ago, and I'm trying to make up some lie about where I'm headed to, and I'm like, yeah, but, and my daughter, you know, she she planned this entire thing. And people ask, what's important to you? I say, at the end of the day, my family is, is the thing that I do everything for. And then I get to serve the community. It, it's not about what I drive. It's, it's not about how, you know, how much people may think I, I have this lifestyle. It's not It's not about the end of that for me. At the end of the day, I tell people, I enjoy serving and taking care of family and spending time with family at the end of the day. So when you step back and in, in life is, is is if if today was the last thing and you said well, how would you want to spend it around the top five people that I appreciate the most?
0: Absolutely.
1: That's all I want to do.
0: Yeah, nothing else matters.
1: Nothing. So yeah, so I think I think for for us as you look at turning point leadership and you look at like being significant and and. and not necessarily naming lights and the biggest name and, and all those things and those things are nice i'm not going to tell you not to enjoy it i, mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. but today if you ask me i i walk into a conference room and people say hey will you say this tell me what you need i literally ask people what do they need me to do for them you know to and i do a lot of executive coaching and i tell people my job is to help you look great my job is for you to i intentionally make room for other people to be brilliant like intentionally make room for someone else to be smart. And I ask, what is it that you need to get done? Great. Have you considered this, this, and this? No, I haven't. It's your idea. Take it. Run with it. Like, where are the opportunities for it? And, and I don't need credit, and you don't have to say you got it from me. Just right. do it. Just go be smart. Go do this thing and suggest this thing. And, and if you make money with it, if it, if it gets you promoted, if, if it makes you look good and you get an award for it, you've earned it so I intentionally look for places to help other people look great. I, I literally look for opportunities to make other people look great. I
0: love it. I love it. I love your heart. I love your drive. I love your passion. I think it just encompasses in who you are. Um, and as a as a military brat, both of my parents served. My father served in the military twenty plus years. Thank you. Um, so I understand how that lifestyle forms you a particular. <laughs> hey, you served
1: too, Shantae. Sh- Sh- if he served, you served.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it. Yes. Like, yeah, you can go. No, thank you. Yes. You have served enough for me oh, and my yeah. brother. I am good.
1: <laughs> Your family, everybody that served, and for all our military members, you know, you you really want to pause. and and tell the families thank you because they sacrifice a lot for their loved ones to serve the country. And I say that because the kids are moving every couple of years. They they don't have stability for several years. They give up a lot. The deployments happen. It's just a lot. And and I don't regret any of those, that 21 years of service with three children, but also wanted my children to know that I totally appreciate them supporting it because it could have been, it could have been different. It could have been tougher. You know, um, and so I will tell you that for all of those that, that follow military might thank their families just as much as you think thank them. Because mm-hmm. it's a family affair. It
0: really when they is. Yeah, it is. I've I, I cried many a days. <laughs> yes. Yes,
1: my kids have. I I, I promise you. And, and you want to make sure that they understand that you you appreciate them sticking in with you. Um, because, you know, not all stories end in a love story. They don't. Yeah.
0: they do so i'm I'm very appreciative of the lifestyle you know my parents have afforded my brother and i as i've gotten older you know of course you know you learn better and you, yes. you'd be like oh yeah that was pretty good <laughs> you like didn't you appreciate him when you was little it didn't
1: make any sense when we were younger no,
0: no. It's like, oh, i don't like this <laughs> like you mean
1: <laughs> yes yes yeah you mean you won't let me go with friends? friend you want to do this and what kind of parents are you? You're too strict. And, and then after a while, you really. And I think that's 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 career. That's, there are a lot of things that you just don't understand. And then you you grow up and, and you realize, like, hey, I've done it. I mean, there are times when I thought my parents were the dumbest parents in the world. I had a preacher for a father. I mean, I'm like, do you got to pray about everything? <laughs> like, do we always have to go you know, say our, our grace before we eat? I mean, God know we happy. <laughs> i you know, I get in trouble for those statements, and you know, I find myself grounded. But then I step back and I look at, okay, it, it makes sense. That was a dumb choice, but yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yes, I've been down those paths.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. So, do you have a copy of your book to show?
1: I do. I do. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. You guys, um, where can they go to to pick up a, a per, um, purchase a copy of the book, Turning Point Leadership?
1: Yes, yes. It is on Amazon. And I'll tell you the easiest way to put it: it is going on Amazon. If you put Turning Point Leadership from Success mm-hmm. to Significance, it's the only book that's going to pop up. You know, so I guess I picked a really great title because yes. there's, not a, there's like like 10 of them showing up. So if you go there and you you put Turning Point Leadership, Synest- uh, Success to Significance, uh, it'll show up. And Ron Harvey and, and both books will show up. But I will tell you that I truly appreciate the support from the community uh, from having me on the show. Um, I will not be who I am and none of these books will move if I didn't put something of value. My goal is for it to add something to your life. Um today we were out and doing an event. One thing I do promise you, I will always give you my best. I will always, you know, and this and I'm starting to put it on paper for you. Before I was just public speaking, I chose to put it in something that you can keep forever. Um so I'm yeah. excited about it. You know, so thank yeah. you for asking and having me here.
0: Yes, you are so welcome. So listen, you guys, run on over to Amazon and get a copy of the book, Turning Point Leadership from Success to Significance by Ron Harvey. Ron, thank you so much for joining the Get Your Right On podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. It has been so rich and so full of wisdom. And I hope you all were taking notes. If not, just listen, hit the replay button. So that you can go back and catch those nuggets that he's dropped, especially for my business owners out there. Listen, he gave some great information. Tell us again about the conference that you were going to be speaking at in September.
1: Yeah. BMW does a phenomenal conference. It doesn't cost you anything. So if you don't go to this conference, you know, because your schedule doesn't allow it. Great. But if you're available, it's not just about me. There, there are six speakers. Um, there's a keynote speaker. There are twenty five hundred business owners. BMW is about trying to figure out how to close the wealth gap through diversity. So it's on the 1st of September. Um, it'll be up in Spartanburg, Greenville. Um, they do it every year. This is, um, They missed last year because of COVID, but this is the first time um, since COVID that they're doing an open where you're coming again. You know, But make sure you you wear your mask if you need to wear your mask, get vaccinated, and make sure that you keep us all safe. Um, I want us to be safe. I want us to get back out. Um, so I understand COVID is still there. I'm not going to minimize that. It's not. Right. Uh, but do the right thing to make sure we feel safe if you're there. Yes. But September the 1st, Come out and enjoy and network and connect and build relationships. Keyword, build relationships. So don't just come and eat the lunch and don't do something for your business. Come with the intentional to grow your business. This is about making money as well. Please come in to increase the revenue and help us close this wealth gap. Here's what I'll tell Chantel for this. What's, there was always a wealth gap. Let's be real. There's always been this wealth gap. COVID made it 70 percent deeper. Wow. So it grew because of COVID. If you look at it, we got to be able to figure out so we can take care of the communities. We can take care of the people that are in We can take care of the people of color. we got to have these real conversations around how do we close this wealth gap so people of color feel like they have an equitable opportunity, complete opportunity to be successful in this country. Mm-hmm. And there are, 10, 000, there are a lot of people behind us. There are a lot of people that are fighting for us. I need you to show up now. I need you to be a part of your own rescue. I need you to be to, to, to not get tired and not get frustrated. Just keep showing up. It only takes you to get it right one time and life changes for you one time. You can mess it up 99 times. If you get it right on the 100th time, that's what counts.
0: That is. Listen, 407, <laughs> you talk about getting it wrong. A lot of times <laughs> yes. yes. and that was a household name. <laughs> one time. That's it.
1: Yeah. yeah so she'll show up come and support me now i will be there so please if, if you're coming and you and you're following this i i can have up to 100 people in my room please make sure i don't have one person come to my breakout session so yeah. i can have 100 people and we'll have books there for you so please, awesome. please 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 come to the event but support me support the entire event but if you're there and if you're not in my room and i see y'all coming to get you out the other room <laughs>
0: So listen, y'all, if y'all go and make sure you go to Ron's room.
1: Yes, please, please. Yeah, don't leave me there by myself.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Ron, again, for sharing. I have. Thank you. I mean, it has been a great conversation. Um, and listen, I think this is one of the the, the best ones I've done thus far. Yeah. And so I appreciate um, just your sincerity and your authenticity. It is, it is a fresher breath of air. Thank so you. I appreciate you and everything you do for the small business community.
1: Thank you. I'm honored. Uh, and, and I always want to add value. So any time um, or anything I can do for you or if there's anyone you're trying to interview and you need to get, please leverage me and let me use my okay. relationship power to help you.
0: Awesome. I sure will. Thank you so much, Ron, for that. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you. Right. Appreciate it.
0: You're so welcome. All right, you guys. Listen, you know, I got my announcements before we close out um, the podcast. So you guys... Have heard or you haven't heard, where you been? I am hosting the Relentless Book Fair on Saturday, November the 5th at the Columbia Metropolitan Convention Center in Columbia, South Carolina. This is going to be an amazing event that is free and open to the public. It is going to be a family-friendly event. We are showcasing authors from coast to coast. So, so far, we have eight states that have registered that will be represented we will be showcasing a hundred authors and 20 small businesses. So we have, I, th- I think we have 15 business booths left. And we have, um, I think it's either 68 or 67 author booths. Yes. Yeah, so. I want you to come out. My authors, I want you to go to our website and make sure that you register for your booth. Afterpay is available, which gives you four installments interest-free. So now one of the cool things that I'm really loving about this book fair is that we are hosting an essay contest and we are giving away two cash prizes, one for a graduating senior and one for an undergraduate student. Both students must be enrolled in a South Carolina school. So that is our only... Um, you know, major requirement is we want to serve the students in the state that our business is located. So each, um, the high school essay topic is what responsibility do students have with managing their social media? And for our undergraduate students, the essay topic is um, how failing forward transforms your academic career. So we know that, hey, college students, sometimes you have a bad semester. But you learn from that semester and you keep it going. So we want to be a um, a blessing to you all. Our high school winner will get $500. Our undergraduate student will get $1,000. These are um, cash prizes. So we're not doing them as scholarships because, and I want to tell you this, because I work in higher ed, I realize that some of our students are scholarship heavy and we don't want them to be penalized. Because they have a um, excess scholarship. So that's why they are cash prizes. And we also have sponsorships available. So we have three sponsorship levels. Our book fair friend is $150. Our book lover is 350. And our literary sponsor is 500. And we only have 12 of those available. Okay, so if you are interested in being a sponsor, go to our website, relentlesspublishing.com forward slash events and download the sponsorship application. So this is the book fair bag that every vendor will get and attendees one per family. So as you are shopping from one, author to another, from one business to another, you have a bag to put all of your goodies in. So we want to make sure that we are giving you everything you need to enjoy the day. So this bookmark will be inside of our bags as well. And we're just excited. So listen, if you're in the Midlands area and you want to volunteer, you need some community service hours, we need your help. So we're looking to have about 20 volunteers um, to help us serve this event, and to make sure that it goes without a hitch. So if you are interested in serving as a volunteer, uh, shoot us an email. We'll shoot you the link for the volunteer form. Listen, we are so excited about that. You can also sign up for the Book Fair newsletter. If you just want to stay abreast of what's going on, you definitely want to do that. You want to make sure you get your free ticket to the Book Fair on Eventbrite. And that just kind of helps us keep up a head count of what to expect so that we are properly prepared for when you get there. So listen, you guys, it has been an absolute privilege to host um, Ron Harvey on this evening on the Get Your Right On podcast. So we thank you all so much for tuning in. As we say at Relentless, it is never too late to get your right on. You guys have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us this week on the Get Your Right On podcast. Make sure to visit our website at www.relentlesspublishing.com. You can subscribe to our monthly mailing list, check out our publishing packages, and And pick up our our Aspiring aspiring Author author kit, Kit, which helps you get the book out of your head and into your hand. Don't forget to tell an aspiring author about our show and kindly leave us a review. Until next time, remember, it's never too late to get your ride right, you right
1: you right right on. on.